0: Hello and welcome to Cherries in Focus, episode 12, wherever you are in the world. We hope you're having a fantastic week after what was a gutless, unacceptable and at times criminal performance against Arsenal. And I've got John, Aaron, Steve with me. And on Cherries Red Army, we do pride ourselves on delivering the best content for you, delivering visuals and entertainment. But sometimes you've got to look at a moment like Saturday and you've got to front it up. That's what we're going to do. So slightly different this time, I just want to speak to John, Aaron and Steve. I want to know how they're feeling, where we're at after seven games, because October is a massive month. And I also want to hear from you guys. So do get your thoughts in the comments. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on our podcast and hit the like button. Wasting no time. Steve, coming to you. I thought we were pretty good for 75 seconds when the whistle went at (laughs) Dean Court against Arsenal. When it got to 97, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was crap.
1: Uh, yeah, hi. Nice to see you all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was a little bit longer than 75 seconds, whatever you want to call it. I thought, yeah, it was, it was good until they scored. I thought we were okay, actually. I thought we, uh, we, we created a couple of chances. We weren't clinical in those chances. We, did, we, we dawdled, as we tend to do. And as soon as they got the goal and they grew into the game, it was one-way traffic, really. We didn't really do a lot. We fell to bits. And yeah, by the end of it, it was a little bit just get me home. I just I just didn't want to be in there anymore. It was quite embarrassing, to be honest.
0: Stick with us on this, YouTube, after the first one minute and 50 seconds, because we are hoping when we get to the end that we do see there is potential in what we have in this team that we can get some Premier League points in October. John, look, we're on three points. I put a tweet out, putting everything on the line, how I was feeling Sunday. And I'm happy that we've got three points on the board. It was a tough calendar. The little frustrations are just some of the areas and and errors and mistakes that we're making in some of these performances. Some of the output we're not getting from players that we've had output from. And you just wanted to get that monkey off the back for me. Get that first win. And then we can go into these three games that are very much winnable. We haven't done that. The game against Everton this Saturday is going to be interesting, which we'll come to later. But where are you at after seven games, three points on the board?
2: Um, Yeah, so I suppose just sort of to start with where we are, as you said, I, I'm like you. I... I, if anything, we might even be a point ahead of where I thought we might even be at this point in the season. I looked at the first seven fixtures and I went, oh no, that is a horrible start. And it was something that I made note of when we started our last season under Parker was we had Villa and then we had those three horrible fixtures against, um, City, Arsenal, Liverpool. And I said, we've got to win against the uh, Aston Villa because he was introducing a new start, a new system, which he stuck to for basically two games. Um, and it was like, if you're going to change things around in a preseason, you need to gain some, you need to get something to let, get everyone on board with it. And obviously we beat Villa, but Villa were terrible, but we won that game. And then Parker went on to show what, what he's like. And he got sacked after four games. And in this one, that was a, what I was worried about a little bit. I was thinking like, where is the win in this first seven games? And I thought, Maybe at home to West Ham, and in the end, the closest we've come is obviously away to Brentford. And I do think that if we win that game, I think the picture here is very different. We'd only be on four, uh, five instead of three, but you know there would be a different feeling because we'd already have that win. So it shows how close things are to change. But if you look at the um, the other 14s baseline tracker, we're bang on where we should be. Uh, Over the first seven games, we've only had one game at home against a team outside the top six, which was West Ham. We've got a draw against them. We've got a draw against Chelsea. We've got a draw against Brentford. So really, it always was going to be these first seven games is just a really long preseason. Can we slowly build up the style under Iola, slowly get more used to it, get the players back to fitness, bring ourselves to the point where when we play Everton and when we go on to play Wolves and Burnley, We are ready and we are at it and we can go and win those games. And as we'll come on to, that faith has dwindled um, because of the most recent performance against Arsenal.
0: Yeah, I do want to dive into our attempts at an identity, performances, players, Aaron, but... We've spoken about it on previous episodes, those corresponding fixtures that we had last season. We are actually three points up. We actually got zero points from the games we played. And we go into Everton on Saturday, where we got nothing from a few months ago and the final game of the season, last season. You have to balance that, of course, because if you're going to use that argument, which I have used, we then need to beat Liverpool at home. We need to go and beat Tottenham away. So I get all of that. And we need to finish on more than 39 points if we want to put it all into one bucket. But it, it it was a poor performance on Saturday.
3: Yeah, look, I have to hold my hands up. I didn't get to see much of it. Um, for yeah, you know, I was I was uh, I was I was unavailable. But um, obviously, spoken to a lot of people, seen as many highlights and et cetera and commentaries and um, critiques as, as 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 I can. It, um, it didn't sound good. Obviously, I didn't really expect much against Arsenal. I think I predicted three-one defeat on, on Cherries and Focus in the previous episode. Um, I've seen it two times or four under various managers. That just you know we just don't seem to play well against Arsenal at home um, of the recent seasons. And when Arsenal click, and I saw the team lineup: Saka, Rice, Gabriel, so, sorry, Saliba, all, all starting. Yeah, my, my my hopes kind of evaporated. Um, I concur with with everything that that, that obviously you and John mentioned regarding where we are, we're at, where we should be. Um, I, too, probably was wondering if we're going to get to three points after seven games. We did. Um, I I also think, you know, there's, I'm not saying I concur with this, but when we look at the fixtures, it's very easy to sort of say, how could we get anything from those games? Chelsea are not particularly good this season. Forest went there and won. They can't really buy a win themselves. Brentford really... Uh, at the time, obviously, I was there at Brentford and we were we were a whisker away from winning that game. And but you know, in essence, away at Brentford and a draw isn't a bad result. They haven't they've only won one game this season. So again, they're not firing, they're obviously missing Tony, they're missing a number of players as well. Um City go and beat Manchester. Sorry, Wolves go and beat Manchester City, Crystal Palace go and win at Man United, Arsenal, so Forrest gave Arsenal a hell of a fright at the Emirates. And I think that's the thing. Um, we do get these results, they are possible, and other teams have got them. Um but on the other hand you know we've lost four games this season to liverpool arsenal Tottenham, and away at brighton so and again it's it's very difficult to judge but i think it's just a very very bizarre feeling at the moment because we've got all this excitement off the pitch the training ground the new stadium hopefully will follow we're spending untold sums of money that we've never spent before we have on paper an exciting foreign manager never had that like like of before with the, with the reputation for exciting football It should be the most exciting time of our lives really but it's anything but at the moment and it's um we'll obviously delve more into it the identity we're not getting what we thought we were getting certainly yet um but it's just a very bizarre feeling so my personal perspective is i'm not panicking yet because i've said all along that these seven games are going to be very difficult but i'm i'm just a little bit concerned that We've now reached these three games that we've been talking about for goodness knows how long and the pressure's on and I'm now worried we won't, give, you know, these three games won't give us a return. We're all all—we're all kind of expecting we've been expecting since August.
0: I'll
3: come to you, Steve,
0: first and anyone else jump in during these conversations and I like the appointment. I made. you know, I didn't deny it. I like the appointment. It's something we've never done before. We've seen other teams that have come from where we've come from successfully do this in the likes of Roberto De Zerbi. I like the appointment. I like some of the action we were doing in the signings. Reviewing some of those signings now, I'm I'm starting to doubt a few, but I like the appointment. I'm not yet, Steve, going to say I'm done with it. I think it's still very early. We've all talked about the tough calendar, but I have got something in my head where I'm thinking. Is it, Andone, is it going to be andoni Iriola if it doesn't work? Or is it going to be the players? Because for three seasons since Eddie's left, we've been pragmatically coached. And we've been asked to sometimes sit deep and counter-attack. Can the players do it?
1: Uh, I think they've got to take some responsibility. It's not completely down to the manager. He, it, look, It's a tough situation. He, it, Like you just stated, it's something we've never tried before. It's a guy who's fresh into the English game. I mean, people spoke about. Uh, I've heard people say, "Look at Mikel Arteta when he first took over at Arsenal. He had a he had an awful start." And it's and it's yeah, but he was all. <laughs> the problem with that is is that Mikel knew English football. He knew a lot of you know he he'd been played most of his career, and he's fresh into it. Never ever had any experience before. He hasn't got his right hand man yet, which is mental still, um, and. Look, the, the game in isolation on Saturday was a bad day at the office. Let's just put it like that. And the other games we've played, I think, and I made this point the other day, that we've been in most of them um, for, for long parts. Take the second half of Brighton out of it, maybe Spurs out of it. Um, the rest of them, I think we've, we've, we've competed. And if it wasn't for, a, you know, some unforced errors, some silly mistakes, we probably get we probably got about, I don't know, maybe four or four, five poor points. Um, so it's a tough one i i I'm not done with it by any means I think you've got to give these things time uh we're still missing key players and you know the Adams setback again is I mean it's been amazing how much we we've mi- we missed Jeff and we always said this when we had him as a player is that when he when he was not playing we missed him massively and we're still missing him now um and hopefully Adams can be that saviour and come in there and do the job. But at the minute, I mean, my concern is that the last couple of games, the, the, the second half against Brighton and, and Saturday's game, there's been some horrible bits creeping into our play, which I'm not not enamoured with at all. Our defending for one is shambolic. It's all over the show. Uh, our midfield isn't really working. Um, I don't really know what he's trying to do. Feels ineffective in there. He's not. We're, we're losing his goal contributions, is his creativeness, for his defensive abilities, which we all well and know aren't that great. Um, Christie, uh, I don't. moment of the madness on the weekend. He's trying so hard. It's it's it's. He, he's almost just going over the over the top, and it's just you know I, I don't know. It's kind of a bit like Kirkus. Kirkus, I find, is over-exuberant. and there, there seems to be too much. You know, we're, we're trying to do... We're trying to be so competitive we're making silly mistakes um, and compete, you know, run around like... Hell. This chaotic theory, I, I just think there needs to be some structure, unfortunately. Um, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't really want to talk about the game, to be honest, because I could talk for hours about it and how, uh, how bad the goals are. But... Um, I, I, I'm just going to put it down to a bad day at the office. We've got some winnable games coming up and and Donny needs to find a way to start turning these good bits of play that we're seeing into points. Because if he doesn't, unfortunately, you, you, know what, you know what football's like these days and it's and I know the owners say a lot of things, but when the money starts to be affected, unfortunately, the itchy trigger fingers start to happen. Um so I, I don't know. We don't know the owners and how genuine they are. He, they might stick with him. They might not. But I wouldn't want to be in that situation. He's got to find a way to start getting some points on the board.
3: I, I was just going to add in there that I think, you know, obviously a lot of this is down to Andoni. He's, he's trying to improve his style. There might be a bit of naivety there. You know, as I said, no experience in the English league and things that were successful for him at Vallecano might just not be possible in the English Premier League. Um Steve touched on Lerma and I know I know I've been banging the drum about missing Jeff, missing Jeff. I think it's more than that. I don't know if, I don't know if it's even too dramatic to say that without us even knowing it, Jeff carried us for the best part of five years. I think he was that good, that important to us. I honestly do think that because it's evident now that there is no protection whatsoever. That, that midfield is a gaping hole in it. Um, And I think he's carried us and and we kind of knew that in some of the games he was suspended or injured, but we kind of got by because he was always back sooner rather than later. Um, and for me it's that that should have been the number one priority this summer was you know once we knew he was going whenever it was is is getting that replacement and we have i think got essentially got that replacement but we signed someone who who hasn't played since march who's clearly got a dodgy hamstring who played 20 minutes against stoke and now is out for a while god knows how long that is that could be 3 or 4 weeks it could be 2 months i've got no idea and the squad imbalance is criminal and i you know it's yeah. I go back to the recruitment. We've got one left back at this club. Um, I think we all rate Kirkes, but as John said, or as Steve just said, you know, he, he's not. He, he's he is exuberant. He's not. He is prone to errors. He's nineteen years old. He's the only left back at the football club. We've got one centre defence midfielder at the football club, who's who's now who's, who's like a sick note again. Um, God knows knows when he's going to get fit. We've got eight wingers at the club, who most of whom I think are bang average. You know, yeah. I, I'm not seeing. I'm Here's just going. Sorry, a question. How many of those uh, those are better than Anthony, just in your opinions? Well, well, I think they're all I honestly think they're all much for muchness. I was just saying this off air before. I, I'm I'm not I'm just not seeing it. That Dan Dango has flashes of brilliance, but is in ept the most of the time. Um I haven't seen enough of Sinistera, to be honest To Judge. I think Semenyo's been 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 really yeah. good, direct and strong, but it seems to have not been favoured favoured recently. Um I'd like to see Brooks more central, that's a different story. And then, you know, and and Clybert's is okay. You know, they're, they're okay, these players. Tavernier hasn't hit the ground running yet. But it's all very like it's all lopsided. And it I think this squad imbalance is, is really hurting us. And I think, as you mentioned in the midfield, Steve, the midfield's where we're losing it. There's no protection yeah. for the defence. The defence is looking shambolic. It's not not purely not because of their own fault, because there are errors creeping in, but because they've got no protection. We can't expect Lewis Cook and Phil Billing to play that to play those
2: roles. I think John. Sorry, I'll just jump in. I do think that because the midfield has come up a lot. I do think that Iriola, from what I've from the research that I did and some of the videos that I watched, I do feel like he is I feel like he's trying to play a game that isn't going to work as well as it did in Spain. Now Spain, yeah. I think, is I think La Liga is quite a technically gifted league. I think there is there is a history of Particularly, obviously, Real Madrid and Barcelona were well. Pep, in particular, with Barcelona, obviously, was doing things in in La Liga way before he was doing them in um, in the Premier League, and that will have had a fit, uh, an effect on the league uh, it, as a whole. But I would say that the technical quality in the in the Premier League is probably going to be generally at a higher level. And the thing is, is that we are currently judging him based on. How effective is his plan to high press against basically all the best teams to beat that high press? When you think of Brentford will go over you, Brighton will play through you, Arsenal play through you, Liverpool play through you, Tottenham play through you, and then you in in how good they've been recently. Um, it's it's the teams that shouldn't be or probably aren't as good at it, that really you would hope that he does more with. But then that counteracts the point that we know he obviously he got plenty of points against Barcelona and Real Madrid when he was at, uh, at Vallecano over the, over his last two seasons. There is, I do have an issue at the moment with how high we are pressing, particularly from goal kicks, because how often were we frustrated under Eddie when he stuck to four four two and our midfield looked like it had no control in the game because the game was shifting to a three-man midfield and Arter and Sermon yeah. were constantly outnumbered. And we just kept going, why do you keep playing King and Wilson? Please put someone else in there, whether it was Cook or Gosling or whoever it was in, in the time. And obviously now Eddie has moved on to a 4-3-3 coach uh, for, for Newcastle. And what? whilst we do nominally play in a 4 3 one Christie plays as a second striker the vast majority of the time in the press, and we are constantly losing out where there's an extra man free it was um uh what's his name youngster at uh, chelsea um midfielder blonde shaggy head gallagher gallagher it was gallagher that was ending up in space all the time against against them liverpool worked well initially and then it was probably actually their right-hand side that we struggled to deal with um, against tottenham it was madison that was getting a lot of space against arsenal it was When we, I think it was up to about five minutes when things looked good, and then suddenly, fifth minute, Zinchenko ends up in all, uh, you know, has the entirety of Dean court to himself when he's in the middle, because the players aren't necessarily as comfortable enough to make sure they're actually following the man they need, because it's a really difficult system to implement without allowing space to be cut through. And... I think he just needs to defend deeper at times. He doesn't have to press quite so high, and we need to have more of a mid-block, but it just, it, it's just inviting so much. But then it is games against Everton. It's going to be against Burnley. That if it works, that's the point at which you can say, right, there's the building blocks to then go, and now you're more confident. Because I do feel like a lot of players are lacking confidence at the moment as well. I look at Tavernier, and I just go... Where, what happened to you, man? Like, where was the touches and the movement and the aggressiveness that that you were playing with under O'Neill when you just came on and made something happen? The entirety of a second season, when second half of the season, when you were fit, as is the case with a lot of the wingers, there's there's just seems to be a lack of confidence at the moment, which is what's so worrying. That we would hope that there were things that you could take into the Everton game and say, well, at least this is working, but. St- any of the confident bits that I had against games like Liverpool, uh, times against Tottenham, moments against Brentford, basically none of them were there against Arsenal, yeah. and that's the worry to take that into such an important game against Everton.
1: I think there's, there's a of consensus. confidence flowing through the team, and and I and I said this back at back at the beginning of the season: is it if we have no very few points on the board and we've we've shipped quite a few goals, which we have, is the is the is the confidence going to be on the floor a little bit? And I and I see it. You know, you look at Dom. He, he should be confident. He scored what four goals already this season. Mm-hmm. Should be confident. But he still doesn't seem to be at top confidence level. He's sort of still. I'm in an in sometimes when he's taking a shot. Phil, Phil looks devoid of all confidence because he's playing in a position he doesn't really like. I think the back four. <laughs> I, I just well, yeah, they just look so unconfident, so relieved. I, I mean, they're making such basic errors. And I, I just think it's it's leaking into our in, into the demeanour a bit. I even think Andoni, I think his demeanour's dropped off a little bit in some of the interviews I've, I've seen him. Mean, it just doesn't seem as happy and chirpy as he. I know you're not going to be enjoying losing, but it's a manager's job to keep the spirits high and all the rest of it. He just doesn't seem to be coming across that chipper anymore. Um, the, the strange, yeah. So it's,
3: strange... Sorry, go on, Steve. Sorry.
1: No no no, that's kind of just finished
3: yeah you know, I was just going to say the, the strange thing is if you look at if you look at all the forward players Cliver is, is was he was he signed after Andoni Kane? everyone else is, none of them are his signings you know you're, you're playing with with you've obviously got Cook Rothwell Billing Christie in the midfield at the moment they were selanki, Atara, even Troiori wasn't his signing um sinister is the only one really isn't he Semenya wasn't so none of these players were his signings. Um, of all the money we spent, let's say the two marquee signings are still sat on the blooming injury, injury bench. Like Aaron be for or the, or the
2: two, I'd say. Yeah,
3: so okay. defensively-wise. Yeah. But interestingly about Aarons, as, as, as impressed I've been with him, I think he's been great. I, and this is nothing against him. I'm wondering whether we would need to bring Adam Smith in just for some experience and leadership at the back. Um, yeah. I know it's easy to say that when he's not in the team because you suddenly think about <laughs> what Aarons is bringing and doesn't bring. But I'm wondering CDO. now in the situation... Yeah, well... I, I, Potentially, we've spoken about that before, but I think at this stage, with it, whatever, the, whatever the thing as it is, it's not ideal. But I would get Smith into his team at the moment because I think we need it. Yeah, it's interesting conversations, isn't it? Because
0: Steve asked about wingers who we thought would play a big part in Andoni's delivery, in his identity, and me and John, you know, have said previously about Dango's feet. That's getting worse, and, and I hate to laugh, but. It's really tough to watch Dango try and do the basics, you know. Sinistera need to give him a bit more time. He doesn't look any better than Jaden Anthony from what I've seen. Only glimpses. If anything, Jaden Anthony might have a little bit more work rate. Justin Cliver looks too lightweight for me. I don't see him. That someone that's going to rip it up. And and David Brooks is not really getting. A looking after having a fantastic preseason, probably didn't take his chance in the Carabao Cup against Stoke, guys. But David Brooks does have technique; he does. He scored. He can yeah. score goals. So what is it then? Is it that he can't press? I mean, our press is clunky anyway. It's not. It's not it's, a unit that's pressing. Yeah. But but what is it? That, why is why is Tara, who's not really playing that well at the moment, getting on before David Brooks?
2: I think you can. I think you can see based on the kind of players that are pace, playing at the moment it's all about it? having pace and physicality pace. which as as kurt mentioned clivert's knack of absolutely footing his way around tackles is so frustrating (laughs) the amount of times that he'll just poke a toe towards a guy that's going full-blooded in to win the ball i'm screaming at my screen at cliver going make an effort man it's so frustrating considering actually i have been impressed with his work (laughs) rate at times he just doesn't tackle which is so frustrating it reminds me of kids football john (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just scared to play. Which is which is more likely to get you injured? That's the stupid thing. Yeah, exactly what I, exactly yeah. what I say to my boys. Exactly what I say to my boys. Anyway, it's but you look at Tavernier, you look at Cliver, you look at even Sinistera, you look at definitely Watara. They all are very physical, pacey. They've got all the physical attributes that you need to be a professional football and a very hardworking, aggressive, effective player in this system. But do they have A, the technical ability when they're getting on the ball? Because when you look at Watara, he definitely doesn't. It's been worrying the levels of non league he has looked uh, on the ball at times when he's been coming on. And then you look at, I mentioned Tavernier isn't doing the things that I'd necessarily want looked he's he was doing when he was at his best uh, last season i look at cliver isn't combining at all with other players enough uh, in my opinion particularly Kirkes, um sinister has barely gotten on the ball but when he does he doesn't really do anything with it and i just think that it's something that i noted when we first started when you look through our entire first 11 for basically the entirety of these first seven games who's the one that's going to actually provide the goals and the mo- one that's most likely to do that based on precedent is Dominic Solanke. He got the most assists out of almost the entire rest of the team added together from the previous season in just on, on his own because he got seven last season. No one else had more than two. And you go like, Anthony is the one that actually has some technical ability to provide an assist, or at least he's shown it, certainly in the championship. Sinister is more of a goal scorer. Cliver has never been an assister. Tavernier can... And I was hoping he would, but he doesn't look like he's capable of. Watara well, did provide some assists, but again, he just looks like he's got nothing about him at the moment. So I'm wanting Christie to step up, who's finally got his first assist of the season. That was through the press, fair enough. But I'm wanting Brooks to come in, and he's got the technical ability to find a pass. And he looks like he wants to do it. When Brooks comes on, he looks like he's trying to take the game by the scruff of his neck, the scruff of the neck, even if he's finding it difficult at times because he's not getting the support. And one of the big things for me at the moment is the fact that I'm not seeing enough from the fullbacks. Kirkes is mm. aggressive, and I like that he pushes forward, but he also pushes forward quite centrally as well. When he gets the ball out wide, he doesn't cross it. Aaron's doesn't get forward at all, but he is. If I've looked up his stats on sofa score, He is bottom seven. He he's in the. Bottom seven percent for crosses of a ball at uh, a fullback in Europe's top five leagues. Adams, if you're, if you I would rather have Adam Smith in there at the moment because you saw against sure. Stoke, he got the ball and he crossed it. A great, yeah. wouldn't you know it? Dominic Solanke scored. I, I just, just want yeah. to see some level of creativity. And the frustrating thing has been, if we're not winning the ball high in the press in the last few games, I've not seen anything from open play. I just I remember our counter attack goal against Brentford, which was great. We haven't been doing that enough at all. It just from if it's not in the press, I don't know where our goals are coming from. And if it's not, and I need more from the full-backs, and I need Rayola to let Billing off the leash because he's just not Please. forward enough. I I spoke about the fact that I thought Billing would be the deep in the double pivot because you let Adam sit deep, you know and then Billing pushes on and it enters the box late. He gets onto the end of things, but he just keeps standing 50 yards away from goal. And it's so frustrating because it's not doing anything for us at all. It's not doing anything defensively and it's certainly not doing anything offensively.
1: What, what was strange for the first sort of, the, the good part of our the game on Saturday is that I, I thought that Christie was actually playing in a deeper role and Billing was a start. lot more forward. Yeah. At the start. Well, and then it changed. Yeah, and I don't know why it changed because we were actually better when,
3: you know, billing was further forward. Um, no disrespect, oh, yeah. sorry. but the, the, these, sorry, these two players you're talking about, Cook, Cook and Christie, are three of our midfielders. Their, their goal and assist record is, is is abysmal, and that's two of our three midfielders. So, so, so you know, you're setting yourself up straight away. You know, saying, Tom, I don't. Say that's... A... On, sorry, so, on, no, no, I was just going to say I can't wait for next year when we got. Adam Scott and Favre. What a brilliant midfield three that would be! Different level.
2: But I just feel like that's not necessarily the most important thing because we had them last season from from midfield. Uh, Well, okay, Christie was playing a right right mid when Tavernier wasn't fit, but you had Lerma who. Actually, did score what five goals in the end by some yeah. miracle? But you had yeah. whether it was Rothwell, whether it was Cook, they didn't score. And it, but you had mm. at least Tavernier providing. You had Watara coming in and providing. You had someone, something happening from the wings or from Billing and uh, Solanke. It was entirely from the front four with occasionally from Lerma. But you had more than just one player that was going to do something. At the moment, it's Solanke, it was nothing, uh, and that Correct. is that is a worry
1: sorry can I ask you a question as you've been sat there very quietly for whilst we've been around listening do you, do, you, yeah.
2: do you
0: think yeah do you
1: do you think andoni knows who his best two wingers are because I don't feel like he does and the chopping and changing every week there's no partnerships being formed you say about Kirkke' not getting in you know not overlapping well I've seen him get overlooked so many times when he has tried to i uh, yeah what do you think Kirk?
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think it was at Brighton when Kirkhares made a very good overlap and Clivert just completely ignored him yeah. and gave the ball away in the centre of the park um, or centre of the, the area outside the 18-yard box. And, and I totally agree. I think you've nailed something there. Does Andoni know his best 11? I don't think he does. And I think we're going into a massive month, which we all knew October was going to be where our season started. and I'll ask you guys later how many points you think we need because I think we need I'd love 9 out of 9. Realistically I want at least 6 out of 9 and and this fixture coming this weekend against Everton is tricky Steve because hmm. they've lost 4 games at home. They've scored one goal. They've just lost to Luton <laughs> so the pressure's ramped up now because there will be people out there and I don't want to the little Luton clearly, but if people are out there going, well, Luton did it, Bournemouth should do it, yeah. but it it makes it an, an even trickier tie, and and I'm I don't want Andoni to get nervous, but he's going to be nervous, isn't he, Steve.
1: Yeah, I think the more and more he it goes along, and he you don't get that W under your belt, it it becomes a bit of a monkey on your back, doesn't it? Um, you know this this is all new to him, like we have said, and maybe he's scratching his head going well this you know i don't i'd like to think he's not out of ideas but he's trying things game to game different stuff we're seeing and none of it seems to be clicking none of it seems to be working um and that that's where there's a big red flag for me that he's trying things but we're not really seeing the fruits of it we see glimpses and we see parts of the game where we think oh we look okay you can see what he's trying to do but then in the next game you get something different and I fear for Everton actually because I think okay there is that 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 thing about them not winning in four at home losing to Luton, but I've watched them from afar recently and they've got they've I think some of the signings they've made it's almost like Dyche is trying to recreate the Burnley side that he had. Um, <laughs> he's got Tarkovsky, he's got some big lumps in that tide and they are physical and they are good at free kicks and. What are we not good at in corners, set pieces? They've got good delivery in the likes of O. Uh, is, it, is it McNeil? So yeah. I almost said O'Neill then. <laughs> McNeil and Ashley Young. I think is a very shrewd yeah. little buy that um, got great delivery. And and I fear for us because it we could get bullied quite easily up there by them i think we're very soft we've got a very soft underbelly at the moment we're very easy to score against um yeah so yeah it's a difficult time and i i would be i would be nervous if i was andoni okay you got you know
3: you got you got anana you got the they're all going yeah. to, they're gonna have mass, yeah. they're you know, massive um, they're massive they are and and actually they, they they played much better than luton from what i've read and heard and that luton, luton's leads not saying Luton didn't deserve it but Everton definitely weren't you know we're on the front foot and they keep made quite a few saves etc so um and they're going to be wounded as well you know i think if you yeah. look at it two ways as i said before that they're either massively low confidence if we get the first goal which we have done off often this season which is good um or they're going to be looking for a massive reaction after losing being you know really poor against their a luton or poor result at home to luton and their fans are going to be ramped up which always seems to be the case when we play there um as i said before they've lost seven out of their last eight home games and the one they didn't lose to was us at the end of last season. So it could be seven out of nine um, and both our times. And, and if we go All to it, right lose... they haven't
1: they haven't beaten any of the newly promoted sides yet. They draw against Sheffield and lose to
3: Luton.
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: They lost over to Wolves as well, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Ooh. So <laughs> I would say that um, Everton are the one thing that, because I would have been worried about Everton, but to bring my my bit into the conversation in, in XG, they are massively underperforming. They should have scored about 14, 14 goals, I think. 13 or 14, and they've got five. Um, Calvert-Lewin's back. now. That's the they've problem. got Calvert-Lewin back. Beto looks a decent player. We've got have got to bring off the bench. They're both big, oh. obviously. Decoro got big... Yeah, they're, they're, they're better than their results have suggested, quite definitely. Um, but... Mm. You know, we have also been underperforming as well in terms of our underlying uh-huh. stats as well, quite significantly. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think I mean I, I've gone in a lot, but I do think that it is it is still the case that every time I talk about the negativity and everything, every time I think about I this should be better, that should be better, this should be better, I look at all the games that we played, I just think, but still, like it's not the end of the world, to lose to Arsenal, Liverpool, um, Tottenham, oh, yeah. and put in, at times, decent showing. No, that's what you got to remember. And and, yeah. I, and I do think that if we put in a good 45 minutes against Everton and make the most of it, like we did mm. against Brighton, then we're not 1-1 at half time, which we were very unlucky to be, and then obviously went 2-1 and things went pear shit very quickly. We could be up instead we could have some confidence and take that into the um you know take that into the second half against them or 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 whatever we could we could absolutely dominate against them and obviously at times we could struggle but there's it is it is so much of our season starts over the next three weeks and whilst that brings me some positivity to sort of say look at what it could be it also makes me go oh my god look at how it could be because if if, if things start going downhill before it needs to improve, then, then you've got to really worry about it. So Everton are
0: on four points just outside the relegation zone. We have fallen into the relegation zone following results last weekend, and we are on three points. And we're just into the second half of this episode, guys. And I want to focus on Everton and particularly how we set up For this Saturday, Steve just spoke about, do we know who our best wingers are? I've spoken about, do we know our best 11? Well, I think Neto starts. I've got questions about Neto. Not enough time to speak about it on this episode, but he's going to start. The back four might be the same, or it could be Adam Smith coming in at right back from some experience. But I really want to get stuck into this midfield, guys. Okay, Lewis Cook is not a full package CDM. So, I've said it a few weeks ago. I think I'm going to say it now. Ryan Christie is a, is a workhorse. I think he's got to come out. I think he's got to come out. I need Rothwell in there. If Tyler Adams is not fit, and we know he isn't, I need Rothwell in because Lewis Cook can't do it on his own, and I need Bill in higher up. That's where I was on Saturday. I wanted to see it against Arsenal. Again, we probably weren't going to win, but I wanted to see it preparing for Everton. I want Brooks on this side. Tavernier probably off the left, and Dom Solanke.
3: Well, the other way of looking is you could put Christie on the right if you really want to keep him in the team and take him out of that midfield. Numbers! Numbers, area. No, 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 I'm not no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not... no, I agree. And I would have... I mean, we haven't spoken about Semenyo yet. I'm, I don't know about you, you three. I, I yeah. might be missing something, but he was one of the brightest sparks at the beginning of the season. He's strong. He's direct. He doesn't get bullied. He's physical. He's got a hell of a shot on him, as he proved at Liverpool. He, he's not scared to shoot. He came on against Brighton and you know, when the game was already gone that and it is a to... massive yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah, I'm not I'm unless I'm missing something, I'm not sure sure why he's not in this team at the moment, and Brooks for that matter. And I'll play Brooks centrally, I've said that before. Both but of them have scored. So, That's just Yeah. So so I would play Brooks and Semenyo personally and, and but at least Tavenir out of the team. But I, I don't disagree about Christie. I think, you know, I love him to bits. He works his arse off. But it, it, you can't accommodate him because then you're you're missing you're losing you're losing billing situation. You, you, as you say, Lewis Cook's not having any help as well, um, and he's not good enough to play on his own in, against the midfield three or whoever's bombing at him. The problem we've got is we can't play Rothwell as a single pivot either. So you've got to play
0: both of them. Rothwell drives with the ball for me. Um, I know I want Bill in higher up, but he takes us up the pitch. Steve, I thought he had a very good game against Stoke City. I know it's a Carabao Cup against Stoke City. He got his first goal. He can deliver set pieces. Tavernier is sort of delivering how he was when he first come to the club. It took him a while to really find that that real quality on the ball. And I love Tavernier. He's probably my favourite winger up there with David Brooks. I I need Rockwell. I, I think I need Rockwell in this team. There's too many spaces and I need someone that has real quality when we turn the ball over. For me, for me,
1: it, I don't, it doesn't really bother me. All I want to see is Bill further up the pitch. I, I, you could have Christie there or Rothwell. I get, I get what you're saying about Chris uh, Rothwell's drive. Uh, I think, I think Christie's deceptively good at doing that, and he can, he can skip past players. Look what he did. At, it's just the finishing and 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 the, and the numbers. But as far, as far as pushing forward, I think he's he's okay. So I wouldn't care if it's Rothwell or or, or Christie in there helping Lewis Cook. I just want to see Billing further forward. So uh, and going on to, I, I agree with Aaron said, I, Semenyo for me um, and Brooks because you've had you've had results from the pair of them. I know that's harsh on Tav, maybe, but maybe he's just not quite up to speed. He's like, let's not forget he's not long come back from injury. Maybe he needs a bit more time, bit more, a few more substitute appearances, get himself, you know, back in. Back in full match fitness because there was a point, I mean, on the, on the, I know I'm touching back on the Arsenal game. He made a really good driving run forward and then he went to play a, a switch pass across to the other side of the pitch. And just, it right went behind. miles away. Yeah, it was just so wayward. Yeah. And you just think that's rustiness. It's not quite there yet. We know that Brooks has, has scored, has done it, has con- contributed at all levels. He's done it in the cup. He's done it in the league. Um, he's done it internationally this season. And and the guys, you know, he's he must be he must be thinking to himself, why can't I get a start? Semenyo so comes on against, gets a start, gets Liverpool, grabs it with both hands. Uh, what was the other game where I just was even even when we went down to yeah you know, we were losing that game against Liverpool, he was still the one that was driving. And then Traore yeah. came on, and, and and Spurs as well, he was the only one really sort of getting the ball and driving forward with it. So it's either. You you keep sort of flogging a dead horse with the likes of Atara, um, who unfortunately needs a lot more polishing, I think, as we've all said. Or you've got to give Sinistera a go, because why bring him in? I mean, what's the point if you're not going to utilize him? I mean, you could have bought. He could have played. The other, what was it? He could have come on against Brighton, didn't? Um, I don't know why. And then he, well, yeah, okay, ignore the. Cup tie, but you you bought the guy in, you got rid of one of our guys who does who has contributed goals, or not massive numbers, but assists and goals. You get you swap him out, and he's done it in the Premier League, don't forget, and Championship level. And you bring in a guy who's supposed to be better pedigree, and you don't use him. Uh, it's, it, uh, yeah, it's it. Yeah, this is what this is why I think I don't know that he really
0: understands who his best players are. Yeah, John. Uh, John, just kick, before yeah. you come on to your point, John, it is the protection for me. I mean, I praise Ryan Christie. Like, the guy wears his heart on his sleeve. I've never seen an engine like it, but I need that protection for Lewis Cook. I know that Everton are not going to play like Arsenal. They're not going to have inverted wingers. We're not. They're not going to have a James Madison that's going to find pockets. I just need a little bit more protection for Lewis Cook. And Rothwell is more forward-thinking.
2: Well, I mean, the thing is is that there's nothing to stop him from playing a 4-3-3 with Rothwell and Billing as the 2 and Kirk sitting a bit deeper as the 6 and playing that great role that he did under Parker as the more playmaker-style 6 mm. rather than the ball-winner 6. And I mentioned it before in terms of the fact that we're giving opposition too much space when we're initiating our press. And I just think that there is definitely a way that Iriola... Can still initiate a decently high press, but not be as suicidal with it, uh, because Christie plays really high up, and he's the one that sort of initiates it. And Solanke maybe is, uh, maybe he wants, maybe he doesn't want Solanke to use up as much energy running between players, although he's done that plenty, particularly against Arsenal. But you sort of leave Solanke on one of the defenders. Christie pushes over to the other, but then you need every other man to follow up exactly as they should. And obviously, you saw when it probably would have been Tavernier wasn't following um, uh, Zinchenko that you know it completely it, it completely breaks down. But against against Everton, like. It could end up with a similar situation to what it was against Brentford. They'll just hit it over the press anyway. So there's no point in really going too hard at them anyway. And the the issue with coverage in terms of midfield that we're all worried about is is almost entirely a numbers thing. It's, it's almost entirely a fact that we end up playing basically a 4-4-2 when we're trying to be aggressive and high. And it's meaning that a three-man midfield completely dominates us. Um, and means that whatever in whatever initiative we're trying to produce just completely dissipates. And within two passes and five seconds, we're now on the edge of our own box, but outnumbered and worryingly in a counterattack situation. So I, I think that the thing is at the moment is... Iraola got a lot of success, and he got a decent bit of luck as well in terms of uh, in terms of I would imagine certain players not getting the injuries that they obviously they have in our team so far. Is he had his ball winner DM that played like thirty six games for him in Viacano last season? He had that midfielder that sort of played as the eight that just ran all day, but had the awareness to to be in, in the right position. He had his number ten that made the right runs and made the right presses. He's, he's trying to implement a new style into a group of players that maybe have it in them, but don't necessarily have the time or the confidence to get themselves to the point they need to be already when playing against these really good sides. And what Iriola had as well is that he had a whole season in the second, Segunda division with this Viacano team, got them promoted through the playoffs, and then they were all familiar with his style when they got to the big boys, and they were very confident in doing what they were trained to do i feel like him not having the staff that are um you know familiar with exactly what he wants isn't helping particularly as steve mentioned he still hasn't got his number two with the work visa permit thing that is still it's just a joke that it's not gone through yet and he's dealing also with obviously we want people that are familiar with Bournemouth to stick around like Tommy Elphick, like Sean Cooper, but they're still 2 they're still less than a year and a half into coaching experience for a men's team as it is. So it's all just, you could understand why Iriola is, is getting frustrated with the fact that things aren't working. And I feel as though he might, I think he needs to bite the bullet and just adapt a little bit better and just understand that, if it's, it's not working for a number of factors, but you can make it easier by not being as, you know, he's clearly a system manager, but just like find a better way to make a beginner version of it that your players can get more comfortable with first. Because if you keep suffering these losses, and if it keeps going as it is, he's not going to have the opportunity to improve this at all. Because you know, might be the time to talk about it. If we don't start getting results soon, we don't know how quick Foley will be with the trigger. Like, he gave O'Neill time because he invested in them in January, and within a couple of weeks, things turned around very quickly. But the investment's already happened for Iriola. He's got a lot of players, a couple of which have been injured, fair, fair enough. But you cannot keep waiting for a first win this long without him being under a certain amount of pressure. And I think if he doesn't get at least four points from these next three games, I think we could start hearing some major murmurings about about maybe him possibly being given given the sack. Because it is it's getting inexcusable if, if we do not start getting points against the teams that we have to get get points against. Yeah. I mean look, he's got
0: to be given at least October for me. I mean what I won't do is I won't criticise the club and I think I said this earlier on, I won't criticise the club for, for being brave to do something that other clubs have been successful in doing but it it's football and if he doesn't pick up enough points then, then, then questions when we head into November, mid-November end November, they're clearly going to be on his doorstep. I do want to probe this final question in this episode and it, everyone, I believe you have definitely brought it up if the players aren't buying into it If the players are struggling and it is a new identity, this is all new to a lot of these players, never been asked to do the stuff that they're being asked to do. Aaron, he's going into a game on Saturday against a fragile Everton, but an experienced manager who has had success when asked to play a chess game, whatever you want to call it. Deich will be planning already what he's going to do to try and get a result. As poor as they are at home, does Andoni kick this can? I mean, it's not a can. It, it's it's what we wanted. We wanted entertainment. We wanted this chaos. We wanted goals. But if it's not right there at the moment, and he ain't, got, he ain't got Tyler Adams, and he ain't got Alex Scott, does he have to do something outside of what he's done before?
3: Well, first, I think you hit him nail on the head. You know, the... the, the we keep we keep going on about it but the, his two his two marquee signings are both injured and i think you know when you're looking at three man midfield two of them would probably be in it and make a huge difference for both very different reasons so it is it's a real shame for him but at the same time it's not like he hasn't got a squad to use and, and he's you know he's, he's supposed to be a top class manager dice i i think sean it's not a rocket science what sean dice needs to do i mean if he can't work it out i i, I could write down what sean dice needs to do on, on saturday um don't muck around at the back with it because that's one thing we might have lucky with them against get the ball forward launch it and be direct and aggressive um so <laughs> it, it, i'm pretty sure dice is not stupid and dice has had big success over bournemouth with various teams he's, he's managed um i don't think andoni can rip, rip up rip it up and, and and say right for this game we we'll it's very difficult to change your philosophy it's it, number one it's difficult because you've been training in a certain way and the mindset number two because it sends mixed messages to the team because they suddenly then start having doubts about the original philosophy does this manager know what he's doing now suddenly be asked to do something different um i think john was right you can you can make tweaks you certainly can make tweaks i don't think you can change your philosophy eddie always stuck to his philosophy even in bad Mm. times i just don't think it's the way to go so personally I, i don't think you can but you can you can you can go philosophy light like have the same philosophy, but just temper it a little bit and make a few tweaks and changes. Um, be that bringing in a more experienced head at the back, like Adam Smith. Be it playing two in the pivot instead of one, um, but then you know playing two in that two in that pivot, be it Rothwell and Cook or whoever, allows then the other uh, four players to have a bit more license, knowing that there's a bit more protection. Um, so there are little minor tweaks. Um, I, I do fear for it. I do fear for Saturday. I know Everton are, are really, really low on confidence and, and blooming awful at home. But they, we're probably the one team they'd want to play at the moment, um, just with our fragility and, the, and just, the, just just our soft touch. As, you know, we've always been like that. Um, and as I said, the one player that wasn't like that we've lost. So it's it's difficult. I do worry. At the same time, I can see the first half against Liverpool. The first half against Brighton. Um, some of the some of the play against Brentford, I can see us doing that and causing them huge amounts of problems in scoring as well. Um, so I can definitely see both sides. And I, at this moment in time, I've got no idea which way it's going to go. Because,
0: Steve, I get the feeling, tell me if I'm wrong, but I get the feeling you want us to be a little bit more organised. I want You wanted to see us defend better, which might be a style where you've got to convert very, very highly, take your only chance in the game, or you might only get two. I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me that Andoni's not going to rip up the book and throw it in the bin, but you want to see better defending. And if we're not as a unit delivering what he wants or his style, what do you want to see on Saturday? Because if he does something different and it doesn't work out, it'd be like, why'd you change everything you're trying to implement? It's I, I, This is where I am right now, Steve. I, I'm just in this, like, I really want it to work. I'm behind the gaffer. Is it the players? Is it Andoni? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just think we need to be better at it. That's that's
1: that's the bottom line. I don't think you need to like Aaron's just said. Don't rip up the rule book rule book because it, it sends doubt into players' minds that, he, like you say, don't know what he's doing. Uh, they're learning it. They're getting there. We have seen good stuff. Let's not let's not forget that you know for all how bad it was on saturday there has been good stuff and we've seen it on more than one occasion and for a bit of wasn't for a bit of bad luck we'd we'd have more points and we'd have got a win but there's just we just need to be better i think the wingers need to chip in more defensively i mean we talk about clover um i don't the the first goal against arsenal i'm not being funny but he he tracks all the way back to double up with Saka on Saka with um, Kerkes. Soon as Saka gives the ball to Odegaard, and Odegaard puts the ball in, watch what he does. If anyone wants to watch your back, Clivert just turns his back and walks up up pitch. Uh, and, and, and I'm sorry, that's that. And and oh, Saka just wanders in. Kerkes doesn't go with him. Clivert's not even watching him. Two guys. We just need to be better. We need to be on our game. Um, <sighs> You know, they're not going to be as potent as Arsenal, obviously Everton, but you need to eradicate these silly mistakes. We talk about the Cook thing and Billing playing in a deeper role. Against Spurs, I said it, Billing doesn't, he doesn't follow his man. He doesn't track. He doesn't spot the danger of what's unfolding in front of him. It just gets played around him. He's just like watching the ball. These players, you say some of them have been pragmatic, but Billing's been playing as a, as an attacking force for the last few years. Now, all of a sudden, he's supposed to be our defensive saviour. Well, I'm sorry, it's not going to just click like that, defensive saviour, but he's going to help out our defence. He's not, and it's a hindrance both ends of the pitch. I just want to see a bit more thought go into who you're putting where, and the Adam Smith thing for me, I, I really think, if we said, I don't necessarily think playing against Everton needs a double pivot. Certainly against Arsenal, it probably did. But Adam Smith, I think, I honestly think, for a bit of experience and getting someone alongside Kirk, could do a really good job. Um, and he he will be that player who will galvanise and you know spur on the troops. I mean, is it, is he our club captain still, or is he is he no. vice captain? Nothing vice. anymore. Vice. vice is he? I still think he's got a louder voice than Neto's got, because mm-hmm. unfortunately yeah. that guy isn't very vocal when he needs to be. He might be for the fans, but when he needs to be, we saw this at Brighton. We saw it well, we saw it twice at Brighton really. Um yeah I don't know. He is at
2: the refs Sorry? He is at the refs. He's mouthy as hell to the refs.
1: Well yeah but it's it's, it's what I'm saying John. It's it's not really at the right points, is it? It's not exactly. he's not yeah. it's not galvanising our, our squad of young players. He's got a lot of young players in front of him. I'm not picking on him here. I'm just merely pointing out I don't think he's the vocal captain you need. When we look back at the captains we have had, the likes of Elphick, Cook, you know, the, the other lead by example or they're motivators on the pitch. Even, I mean, go back as sort of, you know, Jason Pearce, another, another great captain we've had. But I don't see that sort of player out there anymore. And Neto for me is, you know, I think if you... If it were me, I'd give it back to Adam Smith and I'd get him involved some way, shape or form because we need some, like Aaron said earlier, we need some experience out there. We need some solidity. We need somebody who's got some sort of defensive attributes that's going to spot danger, track runners um, and organise because I think it's all being left to... I I kind of feel a little bit sorry for Zavani in all of this because I think he's a very, very, very talented defender um, he almost looks like he's too good for the rest of them at times. And he must be looking around going, "What, what's going on? Because, yeah. you know, I watched him play with his national side and he's absolutely impeccable against England. And I thought they were well organised. And then he come, he's playing with us and we're all, we're all over the place. Um, and for a, for, a, for a bunch of coaches who are defenders, it's, uh, it's a bit worrying. I'll finish now.
2: <laughs> it's Kirk frozen. She, I think Kirk's maybe. Bit, oh, there we go. He's back. That, then.
0: <laughs> right at the end. I'm right back. Um, Look, it's been an interesting 57 minutes, and we hope you've stuck with us. Do get your thoughts in the comments below. We've discussed an awful lot for good reason because we think this team can deliver. We think Andoni Iriola can deliver. And We've got a massive month ahead of us. Nine points potentially available in the Premier League against Everton, Wolves and Burnley. Do subscribe to the channel. Do hit the like button. Very, very finally, guys, we've got two minutes going around the room. John, can we get something? some Park? I'm not asking for a score prediction. Can we get something? Two minutes. Well, we've <laughs> yes, got two minutes we to can. go around the room.
2: Yes, of course we can. And uh, I think you made a very important point there. I will still back the manager and I will still back the players as much as as all the frustrations that I can have, all the the concerns that I've voiced, all of the caveats that I've put in, I'm still backing the manager because I do think he could do something with this group of players. He just needs time. But before he gets that time, he has to get a few results and it has to happen soon. And I hope, I really hope that he does. Is the first goal key in this
0: game, Aaron? I feel like it is.
3: Yeah, massive. I said that before, I think if we get the first goal, I think Everton are a sort of team that they're not like Liverpool, they're not like Brighton, you know, they haven't got the quality of those teams, we, we could put them, to, put them to, to the sword. If they get the first goal, the crowd will be up behind them, our confidence will be on the floor, heads might drop. So yeah, first goal is always massive. Um, we could be having a very different conversation in three or four weeks time, because if we're sitting on, you know, best case scenario, we're sitting on 12 points, we could be ninth or 10th in the table um it could it, or it could go completely the other way i mean luton play burnley tomorrow i mean that's a bad game for us because well, someone's going to win or draw and it's you know we could be second bottom or luton could be four points ahead of us you know so it's one of those games you don't want anything to anything to happen um so by the time we play on saturday we you we know we're not going to be in a great position but of course we can win um and I, I think i think maybe we will maybe we will maybe all all this kind of i said not negativity because i think we all we're all understanding of as i said Fixes we've had, where we're at, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We are where we should be, um, so it's not all negative. Um, but uh, I've seen enough this season in within certain games that we can certainly cause Everton problems and 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 score goals. And Dom Dom's there to score the goals at the moment.
0: And finally, Steve, I know we took the lead at Brighton, but I thought as away fans, I didn't think we were that loud. It was it was one of the weakest away sort of performance as fans in a while because we're really really good on the road. The fans need to be really, really good at Goodison Park. We need to be on it. And then if we're on it and the players are not on it, well, we've tried. And we, we just need to, all of us, team, collectively, fans, we've got to get over the line.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't at Brighton, strangely. It's one of the ones I ha very few games I've missed. But that's very unlike us, actually, on an away day. And, yeah. You're not there, we, that's why. Yeah, maybe. I very much doubt it, but maybe. Um, yeah, look, it's not happy hunting ground. There's not a lot of, you know, sort of good vibes that we can take from any previous sort of encounters with Everton. What we've got to do is keep, and like we've both the lads have said, we've just got to stick with this. Um, and as a collective, like you've just said, get behind the boys, no matter what. I'm sure the away fans will. It's a long way to go to just sit there and say nothing. So I'm sure we'll sing our hearts out as we always do. And look, we we've had some we've had some bad luck along the way in these in these games, some some silly little errors that haven't gone quite our way. Maybe it's our time to get one that does go our way. Maybe we're due that penalty. Who knows? And 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 it just might be that little thing that kick starts us. Um instills a bit of confidence and we and we start seeing um the fruits of Andoni's labour, because like we've said, we all see it in spits and spots, but it's just getting it, getting that W because I think once we do, it's going to be a different kettle of fish. And like Aaron said, we could be having a completely different conversation. So yeah, get behind the boys. I'll be there. Don't worry. It'll be fine.
0: Well, I won't be. So don't worry. You got a chance <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. Well, um, it's definite three points. <laughs> thank you very much for checking out this video do support the channel we're on our way to 2000 subscribers on youtube do follow and do what you've got to do on the podcast uh do hit the like button do get your thoughts below in the comments october as own Donny always says offers opportunities we need to get something thank you john thank you aaron thank you steve and thank you to all the fans that have checked out this video look after yourself between now and kickoff and we'll see you on the next one up cherries, down the chairs, put
2: cherry.